Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Squad Room. I'm your host, Garrett Teslaw. The Squad Room is about developing, optimizing, and maximizing the health and wellness of law enforcement officers and first responders all around the world. Health and fitness and wellness mean a lot of things, and I explore it all here. How can we maintain and improve our mental health, our emotional health, our mindfulness, our relationships, all the things that I want to be better at? The show is about my journey as a law enforcement officer, trying to get healthier by evaluating my own life and by reaching out to experts to see what I can learn from them. I talk to other cops, doctors, Navy SEALs, meditation experts, anyone who can be a force multiplier in my fitness. Thanks for being with us and get ready for another great show. everybody welcome episode 31 this is going to be a good one got a lot of stuff to get through so i'm going to jump right into it lots going on lots going on well first let's see uh if you haven't yet and you're thinking about trying the uh, whole life challenge after you listen to episode 20 with andy petronic who is the co-creator co-founder of whole life uh whole life challenge check out episode 20 and then check out episode 30 because it's my recap on my process going through the whole life challenge, what I what worked for me, what didn't, how uh, my wife totally kicked my ass on the whole thing because she did it with me, and uh, and proved that the fair uh, that the fair gender is indeed the strongest. Um, she did fantastic on hers. I did pretty good too, but listen to episode thirty if you're thinking of doing the whole life challenge. A new one starts uh, in a couple of weeks, and I know that sometimes um, there's an early registration open for a couple more days as of. Uh, as of this release, I think I'm not sure. Don't hold me to that. But it's a good thing to do if you're trying to uh, trying to get started on on getting healthy and fit. All right. So what else? Uh, you know what? Uh, released an episode. We released that episode, and I've posted on Instagram before that uh, I tend to have good PR days, personal record days when I'm at the gym, and I've released an episode. So I will celebrate that. That uh, uh, releasing that day got a three rep mo- three rep max box squat on the. Uh, on the uh, box squat, three rep max box squat hit a 335, which if you've been following my progress is a 65 pound PR from about a year ago. And it's something I wouldn't have even tried at the start of this podcast when I was uh, dealing with back issues. So that's a good sign of my, some of my progress. Um, now, if you do listen to episode 30, or if you've listened to episode 30, you might notice that I talked about how I lost 14 pounds during the whole life challenge. You know, that's pretty, uh, pretty solid, pretty happy with that. But you might also be asking yourself, well, if we listen to, what is it, episode uh, five and episode, I don't know, whatever, and so on, and episode the recap episode of 2015, you might be putting together all this math and realizing that I've added, like, or I've, uh, on paper anyway, have lost something like, I don't know, about 60 pounds, probably, no, that, not that much, about 40 pounds, uh, through the different programs I've been trying and the different things I've been experimenting with. And I got to be honest, I am not down 40 pounds. I have, um, in various times, put some of that back on. Some of it's good. Uh, as we talked about with Traver at the end of 2015, a lot of that was muscle. And I am uh, most definitely stronger than I've ever been. Um, and I'm hitting these PRs on strength workouts like crazy. But I would be lying to you, and the whole point of this show is to be honest and not lie about these things and to confront these things head on if I wasn't in some sort of a yo-yo situation with some of the um, fitness and weight loss that I'm going through. Uh, I started the podcast when I was at my rock bottom, quite literally, at about 272 pounds. And since the start of that podcast, I've been holding steady at about 250. 
with some dips below that for some of these programs and all that. But I seem to come right back up to about 250, 253, 254. So uh, I say that not to like dear diary, but but the point is, um, you know, I'm a work in progress. And if you're listening to the show, you are too, because if you're listening to the show, you've realized or you're looking for um, some support maybe or some some realization that, you know what, it's it's not all, it's not easy. And um, some days it's harder than others. Some days it comes very easily to me, but uh, it's a path and it's a journey. And it's a, to be cheesy or to use a cliche, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So am I disappointed sometimes in myself that I am stuck at about 250? Sure, of course. But at the same time, I have to realize that I'm also down about 22 pounds of bad fat. And I'm at 250 pounds, but I'm also, like I say, got more muscle on me than I ever did. I posted a photo to Instagram a couple days ago, jokingly showing off a little bicep peeking out from under my shirt because I've never been a guy who's had biceps. I've just not been that dude. And all of a sudden I'm becoming that dude. So it's motivating and it's encouraging to see that. So yeah, I'm still a work in progress. I still fail. I uh, am hesitant sometimes on this show because uh, I don't want to give off the impression that I am um, super cop or that I'm uh, super dad or that I'm super fit or any of those things. And that uh, that I started this podcast and all of a sudden, bam, I'm uh, I am in super great shape. No, that's just not true. It's uh, continuing for me as well, too. I still make bad choices. I still uh, uh, imbibe um, malted or uh, carbonated beverages um, too often, especially when I'm fatigued, when I'm tired, when I feel like I'm deserving of it. So I still tell myself some of these same issues. So I have actually been going back through my own episodes of the squad room, listening to my own advice, but also the advice I've already been given and compiling that and trying to uh, stay on point. And that's actually the benefit of doing this podcast is I've got 20, now 30 hours of uh, recorded advice given to me that I can go back to on specific topics. And I hope you're able to use the show the same way. So the question then becomes, to me anyway, the one that I ask myself, if I'm still struggling and if I still fail, am I better than yesterday? And some days I'm not. Some days I'm worse than yesterday. And that sucks. But uh, if I can uh, look at the end of the day and, and realize that today was better than yesterday, then it's momentum forward, even if it's just small steps. I remember in the academy, I was not much of a runner, never have been. And... Uh, we t- I took it uh, one length at a time for a while, meaning that if I uh, if I was sucking wind and I was hurting, I would uh, I would agree to let myself quit uh, at the next turn, or at the next flagpole, or at the next uh, light box, or whatever it was we were passing. I'd set a goal of something I could see directly ahead of me, and I'd say, okay, when I make it to the next intersection, that's when I'll quit. And uh, of course, I didn't. But I was able to get to that intersection and then I was able to re uh, make a new goal with myself or a new deal with myself and say, okay, well, when I get to the next intersection, then I'll quit. And this is kind of the same thing for me when I ask this question, am I better than yesterday? Well, no or yes, but it's a little micro goal and that's a good one. A big one we talk about on the show with Traver and one I like a lot is, is that I am one day stronger and I'm one day stronger every day and so are you in one way or another. I'm one day stronger physically because I've gotten to the gym. I've done some sort of exercising. I'm one day stronger mentally because maybe I've worked on something there. Uh, And even if I fail at those things, I still think that I'm one day stronger because I am self-aware. And I'm self-aware in a way that I haven't been in the past. And so don't cheat yourself out of that as well. We can be critical and we need to be critical of ourselves. But don't be uh, so reluctant to... um, 
to give yourself a pat on the back, realizing that just self-awareness sometimes makes that day a success. You're one day stronger just for that. All right. I'm going to stop talking about all that stuff now because I want to get into the show. But first, I want to thank our sponsors for the episode, SB Tactical and the iCombat Active Shooter Training System. SB Tactical just released the iCombat Pro, the first realistic firearms training system that you can safely use in your own living room. The iCombat Pro system is designed specifically for individual officers, and it's perfect for officers like me who don't spend a lot of money on ammo and uh, have a hard time finding a range, a decent range that's within... Uh, within distance i we don't have open range at my department so i can't just walk up there and uh and use the range plus it's uh, in t- inside range so it's all frangible ammunition so the costs are insane anyway check out the iCombat pro it sets up easily your target's a little sensor box that you can place anywhere the pistol's the same as the iCombat pistol with the ability to cycle and emit muzzle flashes and sounds the sensor gives you immediate feedback on shot placement it's pretty cool all right so pre-orders are being taken and you can go to the sh- pro shop at sb tactical to learn more about that. All right, so today's guest. Today's guest is uh, uh, one of my favorite cops, and I mean that um, genuinely because uh, when I started this project and I uh, went out and I got the social media accounts, the Instagrams, the Twitters for the squad room, at the squad room, I hadn't even posted an episode yet when this guy, George uh, Rotsis, reached out to me. And he was very encouraging, very enthusiastic, was excited to hear what I had planned for the show. And uh, we got to talking. And it turns out George is a cop uh, in the Cleveland area. And like I said, we've known each other for over a year now, um, going back and forth with email and Skype and um, just uh, supporting each other. George um, runs premeditatedfitness.com. And George uh, got was a bit ahead of me. But we had the same goals and the same idea, which was to help promote officer wellness, health, and uh, lifestyle. And uh, George himself has a great story about how he hit his rock bottom. Uh, the same way I talk about in episode one, how I hit mine. He has his story of his, and he'll tell it in this episode. And um, how he needed to take, uh, how he decided to take control of his own life, and how he decided to um, then eventually lose all that weight, get, get strong, and then share that knowledge with others. And that's how he developed premeditated fitness. I've been wanting to have him on the show for a while, and I've mentioned him in past episodes. And if you read the show notes, you probably see that he gets tagged quite a bit because he puts out a lot of great content. So about eight, 10 months ago or so, uh, he told me that he was starting to write an ebook on officer fitness. And I thought, wow, that's cool. Pretty neat. Well, he came back with like, not a ebook, but like an entire, uh, how to and an entire I, I, ebook is almost the wrong thing to call it because he has an, uh, a very very good ebook on all the uh, basics of starting a fitness program. He has an accountability workbook that he put together. He has a cookbook that he developed for this program, a training log, and then um, a lot of other um, at value added stuff that he packaged into this one product that he is called Lean and Fierce Tactical Fitness for Sheepdogs, and. What I like about the book, among other things, is that um, George had to walk this walk himself. And so that obviously speaks very uh, true to me as someone who is walking this walk as well. And um, he knows what he's talking about because he's been there. And um, I just thought he put out a fantastic book, and I'm very excited for him. And I wanted to help him get the word out about it. Uh, George released the book, and it was, it's already already released, and it's a pretty solid success. And this just seemed like a perfect reason to have him on the show, perfect time. And um, 
I just love uh, having someone on a cop who got his act together and he's now living a healthy life. And now he's inspiring others to do the same. And hopefully that sounds familiar to you if you listen to the show. Well, on the show, George will talk about his journey to fitness and the important on-duty event that caused him to eventually start premeditated fitness, like I said. And um, what uh, what I wanted to do is have him on the show to talk about this book. And then George offered then to make the squad room part of the affiliate program for Lean and Fierce. That, that's the book, Lean and Fierce, Tactical Fitness for Sheepdogs. And um, I, I appreciated that. And I wanted to explain something. And I, I did want to be upfront about what an affiliate program is. Well, an affiliate program is basically a sales commission on something that's sold. So if you ever go to show notes or to the website and you notice that there's a link to Amazon, that's an affiliate link. I get a small commission from Amazon for, uh, for selling the book or helping them promote the book. None of these affiliates ever cause uh, a price increase for you. It's just um, uh, a commission from, from George. And that doesn't really mean anything for you, but legally and morally, I feel like I have to notify you of that and that he's on the show because I believe in this book and I think it's a fantastic product. But yes, there is a uh, affiliate program in, in the works here. Um, and then, uh, like I said, it doesn't affect your price at all like that. My biggest goal is that people learn about George's book, learn about a story, and they take with him the ideas that others have gone before them and that others like me and George have struggled and are persevering or have persevered through them. My goal isn't to make money on this episode. But that said, if you're interested in George's book, go to the squadroom.net forward slash episode 31 and you'll find a link to purchase the training program and the ebook there and you'll support uh, the squadroom as well. You can also do this. Text lean fierce, all one word, lean fierce to 44222 and at the prompt, enter your email address. I will then send you uh, a, an email with a link right to the palm of your hand, and you'll get signed up for our newsletter at the same time. But you will uh, you'll get that right in your email box, and then you can click the link, and that's even easier. George is also organizing a fitness challenge for me that I'll be participating in. Uh, we all know that gun belts, the report room, patrol cars, all those things are detrimental to our health, and that all of our strength comes from our hips. So to combat that, George is putting on a 30-day challenge in May. For every hour of your shift, he's encouraging you to do 10 kettlebell swings. So, for example, I work a 12-hour shift, so I'm going to owe him 120 swings per day that I'm working. This is a great hip workout, and frankly, the whole body exercise of a kettlebell is fantastic as well. And it really opens up your abductors, your hip flexors, and your low back. And it's good for combating all that sitting that we do. Head over to premeditatedfitness.com for more information. All right, here's George with Premeditated Fitness. All right, with me on today's uh, episode of The Squad Room is George Brotzis, uh founder of premeditatedfitness.com. George, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, way back, almost, uh, well, over a year ago now, when I decided I was going to start this uh, hobby-turned-obsession-turned-annoyance-to-my-wife, <laughs> um, <laughs> you were one of the, uh, I, I joke, she's actually very supportive of this, Um I just take over the garage when I do it. Uh, by the way, welcome to the professional recording studio. Thank uh, you. It's yeah. a, like the backdrop. Yeah. <laughs> American flag in the background, a squat rack. Uh, it's it's all, all the important things, right? Uh, anyway, so when I started this project uh, about a year ago, you were the absolute very first number one person to reach out to me and show uh, support and some enthusiasm and just some excitement about what I was trying to accomplish and uh, that you had a, a, had a shared mission uh, that you were already um, well into. 
Um, I, uh, so I, I want to preface that for people that, you know, we've, we've been talking back and forth via email, uh, for the last year with social media and whatnot. And, um, kind of exchanging ideas and, and comments and, and tips and stuff like that. And it's been, uh, it's been great for me to have, uh, to have you as someone to kind of bounce ideas off of and all that. So thank you for that. First of all, Hey, um, you're welcome. And likewise, uh, yeah, I know it's, appreciate it's, the support. It's been fun because one of the great things about this little experiment is that, I mean, you're in the uh, Cleveland area and I'm all the way out here on the West Coast, and yet we get to, uh, through technology and whatnot, I get to converse with people like you uh, as if we're in the same room, and that's pretty cool because um, you get to see different ideas and perspectives and all that. So real quick, give people your your history, uh, just in law enforcement, I guess, just to kind of preface the fact that you are also a, a sworn officer uh, and that um, what brought you to the idea of premeditated fitness. All right. Uh, well, thank you for having me, Garrett. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Uh, my background, I have a bachelor's degree in criminal justice from Kent State. I, I graduated in 2005, went through the uh, police academy, put myself through it, and graduated from that in 2006. And uh, since then, I've been working in uh, private security, public security, and uh, law enforcement Um for a handful of different departments um, for the past about nine years. I've been employed by the Northeast Ohio Regional Sewer District, um, where I was sworn in by a local sheriff's department. Uh, during that time, I've also worked part-time for a small village police department and for a large urban uh, metro police department, or transit police department in the Cleveland area. And I uh, just recently uh, resigned with the sewer district and have accepted a lateral position with a local suburban police department in the Cleveland area. As far as uh, how I got the idea for premeditated fitness, um, I came out of the academy and uh, you know, I was in the best shape of my life, um, working out a lot, and uh, I wasn't really focused on nutrition. I mean, I was eating what I thought was healthy, but uh, I wasn't putting a lot of thought into it. I was still young and in my 20s, I could kind of get away with eating healthy-ish. And uh, then when I started working uh, in law enforcement uh, at the sewer district, I was on 12-hour shifts. And over a, you know, a few years, I noticed that I was slowly starting to gain weight. Uh, we would run the 12-hour shifts. We would actually switch back and forth between days and nights every two weeks. So my sleep <laughs> schedule was all over the map. Uh, That's brutal. Someone and- just emailed me about that uh, a week ago with, like asking for tips. I'm like, dude, I have no idea how you – how you cope with that every pay period switching yeah it, it's uh it's rough um sorry to interrupt go ahead um, no problem but um so over the the course of my first few years there i was noticing i was putting on you know five pounds this year 10 pounds that you know the next year and uh, you know my workouts were slipping i was i was tired so you know i went from working out five times a week coming out of the academy to four times a week to three times a week and then before I know it, there were weeks here and there where I wasn't working out at all. And then I try to get back into it. And it was just a slowly uh, evolving cycle of training less and less while I was gaining more weight. And then I had an incident while I was uh, working uh, part-time with the transit police where uh, we were in two-man teams and uh, we were on foot patrol. We'd ride the uh, buses and trains and it was our job to 
uh, check the, the tickets of all the passengers. And um, when we get a passenger that didn't have a ticket, we pull them off the next stop and run their information. And many times if uh, someone's not willing to pay a fare, there's a good chance there's a warrant out for their arrest for something else. And uh, this particular incident, the gentleman had a warrant. It came back. It was a felony warrant. So we uh, cuffed him and searched him and sat him down and uh, started doing doing some paperwork and he gets up and takes off. And my, you know, my partner yells off, yells out that he's running. And, you know, I look up and my partner's at the time was a good 15 years older than me. And yeah, he was, wasn't in the best shape either. So I knew I had to catch this guy and I, I wanted to catch this guy. He was wearing my cuffs. So, <laughs> you know, I took off after him, but you know, it took me a good, two, three blocks to catch him. And I mean, I did, I got him and tackled him to the ground, waited for a squad, squad car to show up. But, uh, later that night it was, uh, it was really bothering me. I was thinking about it while I was in the shower, you know, this, this guy that was running, he wasn't, you know, an athlete by any means. He had a beer belly and he was five or 10 years older than me and his hands were cut behind his back, but it took me two or three blocks to catch him. And, I realized that, you know, if he hadn't been cuffed, he probably would have got away. And I got out of the shower and looked at myself in the mirror and, um, I took a real hard look at myself. And I mean, I was a mess. I had a big, huge gut and I looked nothing like I did when I came out of the police academy. And so, uh, at that point I rededicated myself to, to getting back in shape and, and losing the weight. And I did, but it was a, a long, slow process. Uh, I didn't really know what I was doing. I had never had any kind of formal training in, in fitness and nutrition. Uh, I grew up playing football and, you know, it was all about, uh, all the training was, you know, bench press and, and leg press and that's about it. And I'd never heard anything about, uh, how to eat healthy to, to specifically lose fat instead of just losing weight. And so I spent the first year trying to get back in shape. It, it was an up and down process. I tried a bunch of different things and I'd have some success and I, I'd lose 10 pounds and then I'd, I'd hit a wall and I tried a handful of different diets and workout programs. And, um, I finally found just, uh, by eating, eating better by changing the quality of the food that I eat, ate and focusing on eating more whole foods whenever possible and following the, the paleo diet is where I had the best success and I was following a basic strength training program at the time too. And, and all these things, as I was learning about them, they, they seemed like common sense to me. And every time I, I learned about you know, nutrition through paleo or, or following a basic strength training program, it was like a light bulb was going off. And I was wondering why wasn't I taught these things before? Why wasn't there anything about this in the police academy? And as I was searching more and more for information about uh, fitness and nutrition for police online, there, there wasn't a whole lot out there. So that was kind of the uh, impetus for why I started premeditated fitness and started writing about all that stuff. You know, two things really strike uh, a chord with me there. One is I was that's that kind of it details my own uh, experience. And I would detail that here before or explain that before that of coming out of the academy with that level of fitness and then losing it. And two, nothing sucks more than when someone takes off with your cuffs on them. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I've, had that, I've had that happen too. And, uh, yeah, there's that moment where you're, you're kind of watching them run away going, is he really running? I guess he's running. Ah, shoot. 
<laughs> is that all in a all in a split second? So, what was uh, your? I mean, do you have your your stats, so to speak, on uh, on on your before and after? I, I've seen the photo uh, on your website. Well, give us some of the stats, since we're not a visual medium here. Uh, at the at the heaviest that I weighed myself, I was two forty seven. But that was about a month after I had started trying to get healthy, and I'd probably lost about ten pounds since then. So. I'm not sure exactly what my heaviest is. The heaviest on record was 247, and uh, now I'm uh, 195. And I wow. lost about I uh, lost about 10 inches off my waistline. Uh, had to buy a couple new duty belts. Um, those are uh, fun purchases to make when it's for that reason. And um, I just I got stronger than I've ever been. I, I to be honest, I can't give you any uh, barbell lifts right now. I've been uh, training for a kettlebell certification. So for about the past six months, all of my uh, Workouts and training have been strictly kettlebell related, but um, no, I, I mean that's sufficient. But I mean, so how tall are you? Just so people have a oh, context. I'm, I'm six foot one. So six one, two hundred forty seven pounds. That's not uh, it's not too far off from from me. Um, and then you're down to one ninety five. Yes. Wow. Okay. So you certainly are uh, leaned out. And what is your what is your diet now consist of? Are you still strict paleo, or how do you manage that? Because I found that. Paleo was very successful for me, but it's extremely hard to keep up with. Yeah, it can be hard to keep up with, um, and especially in the beginning, uh, when you're trying to find a routine that works for you, the idea of giving up bread and the easily accessible processed foods that, I mean, sometimes that's all that's available, especially if you don't pack anything ahead of time on duty. So it's a lot to wrap your head around, and I can understand that, but uh, for the most part, I'm still paleo. I mean, I have, I follow, I follow paleo about 80% of the time. I have, you know, one or two meals a week where my wife and I go out and I'll eat whatever I want. Or if we go to her parents' house, her mom cooks a lot and I'll eat whatever she makes. But uh, for the most part, I stick to meat and vegetables and a little bit of fruit. Um, I found that I run, run better in general, energy wise and uh, weight wise. If I stay pretty low carb, I'm not uh, in the, uh, ketogenic range i'm not down that low but i usually stay around uh, 100 grams of carbs or so a day and those carbs are coming from your vegetables mostly uh, mostly from uh, sweet potatoes and okay. fruit yeah there's only so many ways you can make a sweet potato but yeah <laughs> um and then while you were while you were losing that weight were you just how did you find the exercise program that you that you went on um and what was that process uh, the, uh, first program I started was, well, first program I started that I had a lot of success with, I should say, was, uh, strong lifts. It's a five by five, uh, basic strength training beginner program. And, uh, the one thing that, you know, focuses on the, uh, major compound lifts, squat, deadlift, bench press, overhead press. And the, uh, one thing I, I liked a lot about that program was that it had you start all the lifts with an empty bar. So you had to, and and then you add five pounds to all lifts except for the deadlifts. You add 10 pounds every, every additional workout. So the weight slowly creeps up. And that first month is a lot of light workouts, but you're perfecting your form. And that's one thing I found with that program that I, I liked a lot. What was that called? Strong, strong lifts? Strong lifts. Yeah, I believe the website stronglifts.com. Okay. But and that that program's all the information's on there for free, and he's got a bunch of good videos, and they've got a good uh, iPhone and Android app as well. 
And uh, one of the things that I like about premeditatedfitness.com is that you kind of evaluate some of these other systems too. What are some of the other things you've tried and either found success with or didn't quite work but or worked for you or for a little bit of time? Um, it's kind of evolving. And uh, I know I started with strong lifts, and that's you work out three times a week. You do uh, five sets of five reps of uh one workout is squats, overhead press, deadlifts, and one workout is squats, bench press, and uh, barbell rows. And they're labeled workout A and B, and you rotate them every time you work out. So one week you do A, B, A, and the next week you do B, A, B. And I think it's a great place to start. But once you get to the point where the weight starts getting up heavy, like right around your body weight and above, doing five sets of five squats every day, ends up taking a lot of time because you've got to rest a minimum of three minutes between sets and, and upwards of five to uh, some people even talk about resting 10 minutes between sets. So just the squat portion of your workout can end up taking a good 30, 40 minutes. So, um, once that was becoming uh, too difficult time-wise for me, I switched to uh, starting strength, that program, which is similar to strong lifts except it's uh, three by five. So you're only doing uh, three sets of five reps. And they have a couple different exercises as well with uh, starting strength. Um, starting strength, is that uh, is it Mark Ripito's program? Yeah, that's Mark Ripito's program. Okay. Um, a name familiar to the CrossFitters that listen to the show. Yes, he has worked with CrossFit uh, quite a bit. And uh, those programs uh, worked for me for about, uh, I'd say, nine months to a year and I was steadily seeing progress and uh, getting stronger and but even then it got to the point where squatting three times a week was just too demanding and I, I can see the benefits to it but uh, once I get got my strength up high enough I felt that I, I could switch to a program where I could instead of working out three times a week and squatting every day I could uh, fit in four workouts a week but with only one of those being a squatting based workout. And then I, so I switched to uh, Jim Wendler's five, three, one program. And I like that. Uh, I like that program a lot. I think it's uh, got a lot of benefits for law enforcement officers. It's got some uh, built in ways where you can uh, test yourself and set up PR rep max every day. And you can also really tailor the workout that you can work out four times a week with each workout based off of one of the main lifts being uh, squat, deadlift, bench press, and overhead press, and have a bunch of accessory lifts for each one of those main lifts, so you have those four training days a week. Or if you're in a rush, you can just do the main lifts, and just focus on the, the four main lifts, and, and pair them up, and just work out twice a week. So you could do a day where you do squat and bench press one day, and then the next day you do your overhead press and deadlift, and you probably won't see as much benefit that way as if you were training four times a week, but with the schedules that we work and everything, I mean, sometimes two times a week is all you got time for and, uh, that'll get it done. Yeah. Sometimes that's literally is all you got time for. Is that, uh, was that a book that you read or is it a website that he's got Jim Wendler's program? Uh, he has his own website. There's uh there's multiple variations of the five, three, one program. Now it's, it's, uh, it's a very popular program. And if you search for it on Amazon, there's the basic book, there's an updated version. There's one for, athletes or you know there's multiple different books on amazon and uh 
I mean, he has an article as well on the, if you, if you search 531, I think the first thing that'll pop up is a T Nation article that he wrote uh, about back in 2007 or eight. And that uh, details the program. You can learn pretty much all I need to know in that article. All right. And we'll, uh, we'll post, of course, links in, some, in the show notes for this for people who are looking into these things. So now you mentioned the kettlebell program and uh, Strong First is where you're going through there. Is that right? That's the plan. That's actually, uh, I will get uh, certified by Strong First at some point, but yeah. I have been training for a uh, certification that uh, takes place at the end of April. And with this uh, lateral transfer and uh, probationary period, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do this one. I might have to postpone it for a year. Yeah, that kind of will throw a kink into your plans when you transfer departments and get back on FTO. Um, that's not a, I mean, Traver, the, the frequent guest on the show, has gone through that program himself. Uh, and, uh, and failed it the first time too. Uh, it's not a, it's, it's no joke. What's that process like? I mean, to me, uh, when anyone emails me and asks like, what's the one thing they can do, you know, to work out after work or before work, or they got a challenges, I say, get a kettlebell and keep it in your car. Um, what's the, what have you found to be the advantages of the kettlebell for you and why, why pursue such a difficult, uh, certification for something like that? Well, the, uh, you're absolutely right. The the certification process for Strong First is uh, very intense. In fact, I think they have about a 30% fail rate at uh, at every one that they hold. But uh, I'm pursuing it. It's something I'm passionate about, and I like the company Strong First a lot. They have a lot of ties to uh, military and law enforcement. Um, I don't know how many direct ties they have, but if you read any of their publications... Uh, the company's founded by uh, Pavel Satsaline. Um, he pretty much brought the kettlebells over to the West. He founded uh, the Russian Kettlebell Club, which was the first big uh, kettlebell community in the United States. And then uh, he left. He broke with that company and, and founded Strong First. And if you read any of his works, he talks a lot about working with uh, special operators and law enforcement and all the advantages that kettlebell training um brings to uh, those professions and uh, what kettlebells can do is there's, there's multiple different uh, modalities of fitness. You know, there's, there's maximum, maximum muscular strength, muscular endurance, uh, hypertrophy, which is growing bigger muscles. There's uh, cardiovascular endurance, uh, flexibility and mobility. And the kettlebell can really hit all of those areas in a short, quick workout. Um, it can't quite hit uh, muscular strength as good as a barbell. If you want to get as strong as possible, you're going to need to use a barbell. But for everything else, uh, the kettlebell can just get it done very efficiently. And it also, I think it's great for law enforcement because we spend so much time seated in, in cruisers. And yep. there's a lot of talk coming out now from uh, different fitness and health professionals that are dubbing sitting as the new smoking and, and how, how many negative effects sitting has on your body. And uh, the most basic kettlebell movement is the kettlebell swing, and that the movement uh, requires a deep um, hip hinge, similar to how you would set up for the deadlift, and uh, it requires very explosive uh, hip extension and full range of motion of the hips, and it builds up your uh, your glutes, your butt muscles, and your hamstrings, your entire posterior chain, and it's uh, it really is the the cure for sitting so much. In fact, I think I saw on Facebook a about a week or two ago, Strong first posted a, a picture that uh, 
wrote something, said something like the prescription for sitting is to do uh, 10 swings per day for every hour you spend seated. Hmm. And it uh, kind of makes a lot of sense because you can bang out a uh, hundred. If you have a kettlebell at home or in your car, you can bang out a hundred swings in, in five minutes without uh, trying too hard. Yeah, no, I've found it to be, uh, to be excellent. So when did you start your, your process towards getting back in shape? When was that? Uh, the, let's see, uh, the incident with the, uh, the guy running off my cuffs took place towards the end of, uh, 2010. And then I spent, uh, the rest of 2010 and, uh, the majority of 2011 kind of tinkering around and trying to see what worked. And then I read it, uh, the end of 2011 is when I dedicated myself to, to paleo and like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to try this for, for 30 days and be a hundred percent on paleo and, and see how it works for me. And the first month was amazing and I decided to stick with it. And by, so this was started at December, 2011 or beginning of January, 2012. And by, June of 2012, I had lost 40 pounds. That's amazing. So you spent f- roughly five years now trying all these different programs, kind of tweaking your own uh, your own programs. You've obviously had great success uh, from what you estimated, what, 257 pounds down to 195. Uh, that's pretty amazing. Anybody would take that. I'd be more than happy to, to, uh, to have those numbers. So you recently compiled all of this uh, into, into a book and decided to write a book, right? Yes. What, um, I can't imagine the amount of work that went into writing a book, especially the one that you wrote. Um, and it's called lean and fierce tactical fitness for sheepdogs. And we'll have links in uh, the show notes and on the website to for people to check it out. But it's, uh, it's quite, I'm impressed, man. It's, it's a lot of, you put a lot of effort and thought and work into it and really thought about fitness from a law enforcement perspective and from um, that perspective of someone who's been there and knows what the challenges are, what, uh, what motivated you to decide to write the, write the book? Like it's not, it's like, it's a, it's an ebook, which is I think an even better thing because of the benefits of eBooks these days. But it's not like, it's not like some. It's not like Random House knocked on your door, heard you had lost almost sixty pounds, and threw a briefcase of cash at you and said, "Go write a book for cops on fitness." This was all self-initiated and uh, proactive on your part, which is amazing. So, what 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 prompted you to do that? Uh, well, first of all, thank you. I appreciate the uh, the kind words. Um, well, I've been writing. I started premeditated fitness in the spring of twenty fourteen. And I had been writing articles for the website for about uh, a year, a year and a half. And they were all pieces of what I had done to 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 get back in shape or to get stronger or lose fat. And, and, and I had a lot of people reading these articles and got a lot of positive feedback. And I just, I wanted to put it all together and kind of describe everything I did. Because I know how it feels to be there when... You know, I just got out of the shower and I was looking at myself in the mirror and I saw my beer gut and, you know, I was thinking, what the hell did I do to myself? And I know how that feels. And it's not, 
there's a feeling I had a feeling then that you know it might be impossible to get back in shape am I I was over 30 at the time you know was I past my physical peak and this is kind of just the way it is because so many people talk about you know you get out of shape when you get older it's just it's just what happens so I know how, how that feeling of feeling like there's almost no hope can be depressing and I wanted to put it all together so if someone is in that same position there's a game plan for them to to get back in shape so yeah you end up setting up i mean game plan i'd say is is probably um being too being too um that's what i'm looking for being being too uh, humble um so i mean you're not so this this ebook that you wrote and then you sent me a copy you sent me an advanced copy of it and was like it was pretty astonished at, at the thought that went into it because of all the things that, and and, and the, the challenges that we have, especially like you said, with law enforcement and not being able to work out every day or not having really uh, guidance on nutrition and that sort of stuff. Um, you took away a lot of the um, arguments for not doing a program when you wrote this book, I think. So you obviously have the book then you, but then you added a, a cookbook to it too, of some, some easy to, start meals for people who may not necessarily be great cooks or not, not know where to start with cooking. And then uh, what I thought was really great was the accountability workbook and your worksheets and training logs and even um, a spreadsheet for adding in your your measurements and tracking weight and that sort of stuff. Because I don't know about you, but as a guy, I find every justification to buy every little toy I might need to accomplish something, but also... Um, if I don't have the perfect tool, I always seem to, uh, f- you know, allow myself sometimes to fall back on, uh, oh, well, it'd be a lot easier to do X if I had this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> I think it's a guy <laughs> thing or maybe it's a cop thing, you know, because we like you like you take guys who like toys and then you take cops who like, really like toys. <laughs> uh, and um, so anyway, I, I I just thought that it was really well thought out and. Uh, that's why I wanted to have you on the show to talk about it because uh, I think it's a good place to point people to who are looking uh, to start a program who aren't really sure where to start. And here you've got a program that um, has got has, that you've tested yourself. Basically, it's you, right? And it's it's the story yes. of you, and um, they can follow that and listen to that and and see that it it does in fact work. And if you're all right with it. I'm going to put you on the spot, but uh want to show your before and after photos on our website, if that's all right. Uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, with, uh, with, yeah. Um, with all this, because I think it's, I think it's really telling that, uh, that this is possible, you know? What uh, w- the, book, the book's been out for a little bit, and we've talked a little bit about it. Sounds like you've had really great response to it, though. Yeah, there's been a lot of people interested, and... Uh... I've had a lot of uh, positive feedback and I guess just what I try to do with the program as well was to tie in nutrition and, and fitness. Cause usually when you're looking to get in shape, you can find a lot of books that separate the two and either offer a diet to lose weight or a program to workout program to lose weight or to build strength. And I don't think those two things can be handled separately. You really have to, be doing both at once. So that was kind of a, my thought process there. And, uh, with the cookbook, I know 
a lot of guys don't like to cook or don't think they can cook. And so with the cookbook, I tried to focus on stuff that was easy to make and specifically with the, with the crock pot. Cause I found that was one th- uh, tool in the kitchen that uh, really helped make cooking easy for me. Cause you can prepare a week's worth of food on a day off and throw all the meals in gallon freezer bags. And uh, then just before you go to work, pull one of the meals out of the freezer and put it in the crock pot and turn it on. And it's impossible to screw up. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't say impossible because I managed to screw up crock pot meals. <laughs> but yes, you're right. It absolutely minimizes uh, user error uh, on that. And you're right too. Bulk wise, it's great to make. Um, you can make. You can get three or four meals out of us out of one crock pot. Uh, oh, one crock pot dish for sure. So um, you've got uh, obviously you're you're just lateral to another agency. You're about to start FTO again. That's always yes. fun. <laughs> yes. Um. And uh, you've got the book, you've got the website. Uh, what else do you have uh, planned? Not that like that. That's not not that that's not enough. <laughs> but, but what's <laughs> no, next? No, I've I've, uh, I've always got uh, ideas kicking around. I mean, I'm kind of a kind of a nerd when it comes to the fitness and nutrition stuff now. So um, it's the the next thing I have planned. I'm not even sure if I've talked to you about this uh, privately or not, but. Um, I'm working on a, a book now on the uh, paleo diet that'll be available on on Amazon, a, a Kindle book. And the idea is that there's a lot of books out there on paleo, on the paleo diet, and they're they're all great, but they're all very dense. A lot of them are three, four hundred pages and have a lot of science backing in them. And I find that enjoyable. But when I've passed these books on to uh, guys I work with or family members, they often read the first chapter and then give it back to me. And like this, I don't want to read about this diet. Just tell me how to do it. So I'm trying to write a shorter, a much shorter book, try to keep it under a hundred pages and just the basic facts of the paleo diet. Here's what you need to do. And here's how to, uh, here's how to do it and try to write it in a way that doesn't ignore the science. Cause that is important, but doesn't uh, dive too deeply in it to keep it easy to read. Like, Kind of like how I'd tell a friend about it if I was trying to explain it to him. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm hoping to get that out in. Uh, I'm hoping to get it out in, in two months, but uh, we'll see with the FTO program and everything how it goes. But uh, the good thing, uh, I'm still learning all the ins and outs of Amazon, but um, I do believe they offer, they allow, will, will allow me to do some kind of short, uh, free promotional period. So if anyone's interested in that uh, Paleo for Beginners book. I don't even know what the title is yet right now. <laughs> but And I should say that's not going to be a cop-specific book. It is going to be for the general public written for you know the common man. Mm-hmm. But uh, if anyone's interested in that book, uh, if you go to Premeditated Fitness and sign up for the website, whenever that free promotion comes out, I'll send it to the email list and you'll have a chance to download it for free. Very cool. Uh, yeah, so you just mentioned one question, premeditatedfitness.com. Where can, other, where can people find you uh, otherwise? Where can they track you down? Uh, premeditatedfitness.com is the uh, majority of my articles. I do uh, occasionally write for uh, policeone.com. If you just Google uh, police one and my name, George Brotsis, you'll uh, pull up my bio on there. I think I have uh, maybe five articles up there now. I've, uh, they've been very uh, gracious to allow me to write for them, and uh, that's been a positive experience. And then I also have uh, social media accounts for Premeditated Fitness on all the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can find links for that on Premeditated Fitness. And those are just at Premeditated Fitness mostly? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, no, I take that back. That's, 
if you're interested in finding me on social media, go, go to, to the website. Go to premeditatedfitness.com, and there's little icons up in the corner because I think they're all they're all different names. <laughs> Someone beat you to something at some point, I imagine. That's like well, I think that it's yeah. I think it started with uh, Twitter, like premeditated fitness just got to be too long. And, you know, with the 140 character limit, having a name that long, yeah, kind of limited what I could say. Yeah, that was, that was my lesson, too, with, with the Twitters. George, thanks for being on the show, man. Appreciate your time. Uh, the book is Lean and Fierce, Tactical Fitness for Sheepdogs. It's, I say book, but I got to put air quotes around it. That's why I think it's great that it's an ebook because you get all these other uh, – ancillary or or, uh, enhanced items with it that you wouldn't get in a paperback book Um, premeditatedfitness.com lots of good stuff about fitness and law enforcement and 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 the need to be fit but also how to get there and and i think it's great that it's written by somebody who's who's walked that journey themselves that's something that's always been frustrating to me and i've talked about before is that um you know you get someone like uh I can't think of a good example off the top of my head, but some like beast of an athlete who is a cop who's been ripped his whole life and was an athlete since he was in diapers, and that's his natural progression, and that's just how he's always lived his life, can't talk to me the same as somebody who's gone through it already, too. You know what I mean? I know exactly. Yeah, and I, I tend to listen much more to the guy who has that personal testimonial to it than I do to... To, to the guy who's just always been that way and not, not a knock against them. They've got, uh, uh, talents and discipline perhaps that, that I didn't possess at different times of my life that they've maintained, but it doesn't matter. It's more that, uh, that someone, uh, someone knows that and this, <laughs> totally off topic. I didn't even expect to bring this up because, but because I'm ranting about this, have you seen the show fit to fat to fit? I've seen commercials. I haven't watched okay. it yet. But. So one of my guys turned me on to this show the other night, and I got sucked into it on YouTube. And it's the craziest show where, for people who don't know, it's for it's the okay. So some like ripped personal trainer who's, who's just a guy I just described, been in shape his whole life, never had problems with it, uh, super disciplined, has to gain the he has to gain the weight of the client that they're going to give him that the client wants to lose. So if the client wants to lose 40 pounds, 50 pounds, the trainer has to gain like the equivalent 50 pounds, right? So these trainers go and like stuff their face for like four months or something like that. They go totally out of shape. They lose it. uh, uh, They lose everything and all that. And then they have to gain it back with their client. It's kind of a pretty unique idea. It's reality TV, of course. Uh, But what was, what's telling is when those trainers get to that heavy weight, how many of them, uh, their their mental attitude changes and they become the fat person trying to lose the weight and that struggle right it's like I uh, it's it's I feel horrible and I feel like I'm killing brain cells every time I watch it but I <laughs> I totally gotten sucked in and be, probably because it backs up my point that having someone who's walked the walk and and gone through that experience is is really valuable to me so I think what you're doing is great your articles on police one people can check out those are great too I'm sure people have read and. Uh, read your stuff without realizing that that's who I'm talking to right now, perhaps. Um, or maybe they do. Hopefully they do. But they should definitely check those out. Go sign up to, uh, for your newsletter, too, at uh, Premeditated Fitness uh, because you send out a lot of good information there, too. Uh, George, I look forward to uh, the Paleo book and what uh, all the other other projects you have and uh, and just seeing what kind of great stuff you're putting out there for others in law enforcement. I think 
you know your 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 dedication to our our partners is is awesome and should be appreciated and should be acknowledged. Well, thank you, Gary. I, I appreciate that. And uh, likewise, uh, what you said about you know listening to somebody who's been there and and gone through it—that's a part of what uh, attracted me to your project here at the Squadron as well. When I first first reach out, um, the fact that you're chronicling your experiences trying to get back in uh, in shape with CrossFit and allowing people a window into that to see what you're going through and so that they can learn from it. Because when I was doing a lot of research and looking for stuff on police fitness and nutrition and exercise, a lot of what I was finding was the, the social media accounts that have, you know, there's multiple ones that have, uh, you know, pictures of, of super fit police officers who, uh, you know, flexing in the gym and everything. And that's great. It's, it's highly motivational stuff. And, and those are, are great sources. But for a guy who's way out of shape, looking at that, that's the, that's the end goal. And it's good to have the end goal, but you can't focus on just the end goal. You got to focus on losing that first 10 pounds or, you know, learning how to squat properly or just developing a habit of eating healthy and going to the gym regularly and then you can, you know, shoot that for that goal of having, you know, sub 10% body fat and, and a visible six pack. So you chronicling your, your journey like you are, I think is a, a very great resource for, for all officers. I mean, the guests you get are phenomenal and those are, uh, I enjoy those episodes very much as well, but, uh, it's, a a nice project that you have here that you've been able to merge those two things and bring in the expert guests while, uh, sharing your journey as well. Yeah, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's been it's been fun and humbling and uh, uh, embarrassing at times too. <laughs> but that's the whole point is to kind of put it out there and uh, and help people. And I appreciate it. I appreciate the comments. So, man, good to talk to you, buddy. And uh, good, good luck. To you too. Good luck on training. It's fun. it always sounds funny to say that to to a veteran, but <laughs> good luck on training. I'm sure you'll do just fine. Thank you. All right, and take care and be safe. You too, Garrett. of premeditative fitness i highly encourage everyone to check out his work if you're interested in purchasing the book head to the squadroom.net forward slash episode 31 and you'll find a link to the book like i mentioned if you buy through our link it helps support the show and with no added cost to you you can also text lean fierce to 44222 and at the prompt enter your email and i'll send you the link right to your inbox i just want to thank sb tactical and iCombat training system for their support of the show head over to sbtactical.com where you can read my blog post uh, about the first time I used their equipment. It's a pretty great read if I do say so myself. Also, while you're there, you can check out the iCombat Pro pistol in the Pro Shop. Lastly, I know I've asked a lot on this episode. Buy a book, go to this website, text us a number. But there's a reason. All these things support the show. And have you asked yourself, how can I support the show without spending a dime? Well, that's easy. Find someone you know who needs to hear this show. Or maybe just a particular episode. Grab their phone and download it for them. Send them to the link at send them a link to the squadroom.net. Show them our Instagram, our Twitter. Do something to share this show with someone you care about and share the message that we're trying to get out about the importance of officer health, wellness, and fitness. Share the show, and then you're doing your part. Thanks for listening, and as always, take care of each other and stay safe. <laughs>